It's another episode of Reliving the Lights, a Friday Night Lights rewatch podcast. My name is Josh Kuipers. Guten Tag, ich bin Anthony Hookman. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling out the uh, German <laughs> class knowledge from uh, Frau in, yeah. in uh, what, 2005? Yeah. Zwei Jahre <laughs> high school. <laughs> Fear in semester <laughs> university. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, did you actually, you took four semesters in college? Yeah. Uh, of German. Wow. That's. Yeah. I had two for my bachelor of arts. I either had to do that or take uh, four semesters of science classes. And uh, no. yeah. Yeah. No. I got faced with that option. And then I realized once I was taking like, Two of the science classes were geography classes that were like one was like weather and climate, which I had to take anyway. And the other was like rock formations and stuff like it was all about like rocks and it was honestly, I probably could have handled it better than I handled German because (laughs) yeah, I took four semesters of German in college and do not remember much of uh, anything, but man, yeah, I took two semesters. I I could count. I could count to like a million in German and like, I could, like, I could, I could piece together certain phrases, mm-hmm. um, like dumb phrases. Like I can ask you where my jacket is. Bowen, mine, mine, yaka, Bowen, mine, yaka, uh, stuff like that. Like I can piece together some stuff, but like, if you try to get me in conversation, there's absolutely no way. Uh, so my, my sister teaches at the Hutterite colony and they give her free daycare for her daughters. Mm. And so the youngest of my, my niece, who's like mm, two uh, or three, uh, she is like pretty bilingual. She will like just use German words for things and we'll have to ask her like, okay, no, use the English word. (laughs) So we know what you're talking about. And that's, I mean, that's a good, that's a good, you got to do it. I think at that young age, I mean, like me, I think even by like 16 or 17 or whenever I took my first like high school German class, like I think my brain was already too wired to English, but I think if you get them at a young age, like that's one thing I think that like, I don't see a lot of benefits in Angie and I having a child, but one of them would be that like Angie would for sure raise our child bilingual. Yeah. That'd be dope. And you live in Sioux Falls where they have great uh, Spanish immersion schools, which is one of the draws for us moving back to Sioux Falls. Angie Mm -hmm. has made a point of being like, if we have a child, they're going to the uh, immersion school. Yeah. There's like no downside in my mind. Yeah. Like (laughs) for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, good deal. Thanks for uh, flexing some German on us. I'm not even going to try to flex some Spanish, (laughs) but uh, yeah. So let's get into it. Uh, What are you drinking this evening? Yeah. Well, I'm finishing off my last 90 shilling. This is a continuation of, of last week's episode but i do have in this very glass right here a uh a vodka water with a splash of mio good old oh. another stay if there's another standby that isn't Greenbelt premium yeah. uh, it is it's this right here so yeah we had we haven't had that in a while since uh the days when we were slim and trim and mm. uh slimming down even more so yeah i definitely wouldn't have called myself slim and trim at any point but uh <laughs> 
I do need to start making something of an effort. So yeah, relatively speaking, at least, mm-hmm. uh, did you go through that whole six pack of 90 shilling? Yeah, this is number six. <laughs> nice. I, I noticed you cracking them periodically, uh, this oh. evening and lost, lost count. Uh, so in between episodes, I went up and grabbed something out of my beer fridge in the garage. Uh, got a Bud Light Chilada. Ooh. Uh, I love tomato beers. You know, the Kuiper Special that, that I yeah. referenced. Yes. Um, this is not as good as a Kuiper Special, but it's a quick and easy alternative. We recently got a variety pack that had the original or, oh, I will flex some Spanish. La original, it says. Naturales y jugo de vegetal para dar color. Um. Oh, I skipped a whole line of that. But anyway, uh, it also had Caliente, which was the spicy Oh, yep. Version. I know that one. Yep. And, uh, and Fuego. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, and the Extra Lime, uh, Con Limon, and Mango, which I did not have any of those because that you know sounds terrible to me. And you know what's really messed up? And Angie and I have had this discussion is that limon can mean either lime or lemon in yes, Spanish. It is which messed is up. Yeah, absolutely on. infuriating. How to do me. you like how do you tell the how do you indicate a difference? Do you have right. to say like limon verde, limon amarillo, uh like to green or yellow? Yeah, <laughs> you now know? you're flexing. <laughs> now you're flexing. Um yeah. But there's also probably like English words that are just as right. frustrating absolutely uh, to people that well especially since you uh your other languages right. german which well, has like super wildly specific right well and, and and spanish and german who that they, they both have like masculine and feminine right i'm sure that like for us when they're like my cousin they're like male or Ooh. female cousin specify <laughs> right. it's important for them like that's as important to them as as lemon or or lime is to us i, I guess that makes I sense think, that so. makes sense uh obviously i would say that lime is the masculine and lemon is the feminine would you I agree agree <laughs> okay yes there we go i can't explain it but i agree <laughs> right on all right, that's what we're drinking. Uh, that is assigning genders to lemons and limes. So let's get into the episode. <laughs> L lime la lemon. <laughs> oh, that's how you tell the difference. It's either L <laughs> limon or there la limon. Yes. <laughs> there of course, it is. I should. Yeah. All right. This episode is entitled Fracture. It originally aired January 5th of 2011. It was rated TV 14 and it was 43 minutes long. Anthony, what does Haven Iron Oak have to say about this episode? Between a potential head coaching position at a Florida college, Julie's continuing stay at home, the team's growing disharmony over Vince's showboat behavior and the interference of Vince's dad, Coach Taylor has had a rough week. Okay. All right. Becky enters a pageant with the support of the landing strip girls and begins to question her decisions. Julie's TA Derek shows up in Dylan. Tammy Taylor learns that not everything Epic tells her is reliable. This is bad. That was a bad one. Uh, I, 
I you really had to hang in there for that first sentence to get. That was like, a lot. That was between, a that was a movie dude one level. Like yes, and if we're it, still doing the movie dude one scale, this is a like a hard seven at lowest. And it, it, that that sentence maybe even isn't technically a run on, but it's so far from the like the beginning phrase and the ending phrase that it relates to that it's just yeah. wildly confusing. Uh, also Becky enters a pageant with the support of the landing strip girls and begins to question her decisions. What is questioning her decisions? I mean, that one lady tells her she needs to reconsider the company she yeah. keeps, but it looks like but Becky's like F you yeah. to that lady. Yeah. So I don't, well, we'll get into that. We don't want to get out of ourselves. We're putting, we're putting, we're putting, we're putting, we are putting, we're putting the cart before the horse. So (laughs) (laughs) bad one, bad one. Okay. But I bet movie dude two can, can compete. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. I know you're not super excited about it. Yeah. (laughs) Buddy Jr. breaks his leg doing a Sloan war dance while Vince's dad is breaking promises to coach about college scouts. The team is feeling broken by Vince's ego taking over while Julie deals with her broken heart. Tammy continues helping a student from a broken home. I don't know what you're so hesitant about here. I thought that was great. Uh, Lots of different forms of broke, broken, just really, yeah. Good all around. I I applaud movie dude too. Thank you. Nice work. <clears throat> really, an artist. You you have you're becoming an artist with this. I appreciate that. All right, let's get into it. This episode starts out. Vince's family is gathered around a TV <laughs> for Vince's interview. I've got news. a lot of questions about <laughs> okay this from the jump. <laughs> all right, they're out in the parking lot of Vince's like apartment complex that he lives in yeah with like an old crt tv which wasn't completely like out of yeah style 2011 but i feel like pretty much everybody had an hd tv but that's not the weird thing about it what well, is weird about it is okay. that they're that they're out in the parking lot and like adjusting rabbit ears to bring in the TV newscast. That's what I was going to say is by 2011 were analog signals gone. And because there's no such thing anymore as like a fuzzy right. signal, right? Like right. either it's there um, or it's pixel, like, you know, like right. It's like, or, yeah, yeah, like you can still like, I've got an antenna in, in my household yes. and yep. it's like, we, it has like a 55 mile, you know, whatever, uh, range, but you still have to adjust it because we live in, we have a brick wall right by it. Um, so we still sometimes have to like do a little bit of this, you know, with the antennas. Right, but it's but not like it's not like fuzzy stuff. It's not fuzzy. I it's, just looked it up. I have an answer pixelated. to this. Oh yeah. When did uh, analog TV end? Two thousand eight. June, June twelve, two thousand nine. Oh, very close. So no, this is not accurate. Right, mm-hmm. I think you could still. Well, what well, here's the thing though, is that you could still buy a box that converted it. Right, but so it was I wonder, still. But it was still like that. Right, yeah. It, it wasn't the fuzzy, static. Right. Which I. Right. Either way, either way, I think I think the important thing here is 
why are they outside? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good question. Like, I understand that, like, the idea is, like, these people are, are lower class, um, like, economically. Yeah. But they're, they're gathering seems, a bunch of people. So, you know, maybe. Like, it seems like you could just do this at, like, Buddy's Bar. I feel like you could be like, hey, <laughs> hey Buddy, can you, yeah. can you put, like, the newscast on that? that Vince was on, like, I feel like he would be willing to accommodate that. Sure. 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 Uh, yeah. I, for, I mostly just noticed the staticky, uh, mm-hmm. TV, but that's the fact that they're even outside. Also, I didn't feel like that looks like where we know that Vince lives. I don't know. Yeah. It, it seemed like in the uh, background, that was where his apartment complex was. Like, it, it looked like they were like in like the parking lot of his apartment yeah. complex, but Weird. It was the whole thing is very confusing. They watch Vince's interview on the news. Vince seems very confident of himself, uh, very self congratulatory in the article or not article in the interview. And everybody's loving it at uh, the gathering, except there's one exception Jess. Yes. Not, she's not that excited. Yeah. Jess is pretty critical of him for talking only about himself in the interview. Um, Vince kind of is like, oh no, they, they cut out the part, right? Like praise the team. And she's like, they didn't cut anything. That was a, like, that was, there was no cuts in that shot. Like I can tell (laughs) I'm not an idiot right? or a child. I can tell that there was no cuts, no edits made, but, um, Paul Howard kind of steps in and encourages Vince's. Yeah. Cockiness. Yeah. You're the star. Uh, I did make a note that we saw Vince's uh, L brand on his arm uh, during this. So oh. shout out for the continuity. Continuity. Yeah. yeah. I didn't notice that. That's that'd good. Be a, I feel like that'd be a pain. That'd even be harder than like tattoos or whatever. Right. You know, putting on fake yeah. tattoos every, cause you, it's like, it was pink and it was obviously raised and so that's that's uh, more in depth. I feel like than even a tattoo. You think they actually got branded as like? Uh, <laughs> no, they didn't. No. <laughs> Am I watching Creed tomorrow? Just to be sure. <laughs> Stay tuned. Luke and Becky are very sensually making out at Luke's house. Uh, yeah. Luke's mom and dad are gone all day buying a tractor, and they are <laughs> taking advantage. Of the alone time, yeah, they're 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 not they're not gonna be here anytime soon. They're buying a tractor. It's an all day thing. Which yes. <laughs> I don't know anything about buying tractors. Is that true? Is it an all day affair? I mean, that's that's like yeah, basically right the with. equivalent of buying a cheap house. So yeah. okay, um, let me ask you this: as a farm kid, I asked you last uh-huh. week about the psi's of of tractor tires. Yes, were uh, was your dad a was he a brand loyal? guy oh 100 john deere oh, no i shouldn't say 100 it, it wasn't 100 but it was 99 uh john deere guy for sure uh we had one tractor that was a heston okay um, which probably isn't super familiar to most people it's not one of the big ones uh but yeah other than that everything was green like for sure did you when you uh came and and hung at our apartment when you noticed 
the international tra- uh, harvester tractor outside and knowing that my oh. building used to be an international harvester tractor factory, <laughs> did you um, have any concerns, any regrets? <laughs> you know, it, uh, it didn't bother me. Uh, but now that you mention it, yeah, I'll, I'll probably flip that off. You'll be back. Uh, You'll be back. I know like my grandpa grew up with like Massey Ferguson, sure. uh, tractors and stuff. Sure. So, uh, I just looked up PSI for tractor tires and it actually says like 30. <laughs> so really less than my pickup. I was going to say like my car, the max is 44. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's I guess maybe that makes sense. Cause like I said last week, like they kind of squish and bounce. I suppose so. there's more, yeah, there's more area. That's in, well, I suppose, I mean, per square inch, there's more square inches. Uh, that's a good that's, point. You know, I don't know. Okay. To think about well, there's there any go. tractor tire or tire experts out there. Do we have any like <laughs> automotive uh, listeners that can tell us more about fender benching or <laughs> tire PSIs? Please let us know. What, what um, is your average and fender hey, way? And yeah. what I want to know is in Wales, do they have pounds per square centimeter <laughs> or is it kilograms per Oh yeah, it wouldn't be pounds. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be like grams God, per meter. Niall hates Niall. You, we got it. Oh my! I know. God. <laughs> Niall, I'm sorry for doing the accent. Come on the show. <laughs> There's no chance. There's no Ni- chance. Niall doesn't even listen to the show anymore. <laughs> you don't think so? <laughs> Not. You think he's gone? I don't know. Niall, shoot us a message on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> come on, come on the show. We'll give you because I think the time difference is enough that by the time we're recording, you could. We're not saying awake. Yeah, we don't know you. We're not going to do a full episode, but we'll give you a (laughs) fifteen-minute segment to come and air your grievances. Are you good with that? You good with that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. All right, yeah. Niall, message us. Come on the show. (laughs) Yeah, it might be. Because, well, time difference is probably like six hours or seven hours from here to there. Seems reasonable. Uh, it might be way early in the morning. So we can maybe work something out. But, uh, but Niall, we're sorry. Say something. Just say something. We're sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Anthony needs you to come on the show so that he can... Uh... He can apologize. We're gonna we're gonna we'll accommodate to you. <laughs> we'll get up in the morning. <laughs> yeah, make it happen. Uh okay. Anyway, yes, Luke and Luke's mom and dad are gone buying a tractor, which is an all-day affair. And those tractor yeah. tires are probably about 30 PSI, give or take. Uh <laughs> Uh, if they get a good deal, it, you know, it might be a, right. a crappy tractor. Is there a, um, like, is there a like tractor tire market or you just kind of like get what you can? Do you like, yeah. how, how do you, do tractors go through a lot of tires? They don't, but I, I have I definitely, imagine, yeah. I have definitely blown out a tire on a tractor yeah. before. Uh, and didn't realize I, I shouldn't say blown out, but I had a tractor tire go out on me and I didn't realize it for a while. And I oh. tore up, I tore up a pasture. I was Ooh. lining bales and I didn't realize that I was basically running on a rim for a while. And, uh, that's a lot of weight on a tractor. Yeah. So 
Now tell me, are tractors are they don't have a odometer with miles? It's hours, right? Hours, correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. I know. I know a thing or two. I don't know a lot. Yeah. I don't know a lot. But. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've uh, I've I've spent a lot of time in tractors in my day, and I probably will this summer too with uh, the whole transition of the family farm happening. Oh yeah, so. I always thought in my youth I would be good at combining. Um, combining now is pretty much you set the GPS and right. sit there. But I was I always felt like I would have had like the stamina to really like ah uh, yeah do it. You know. Yep. I've never run a combine. I'm always the grain cart guy. That, sure picks up the the grain as the combine rolls Uh along so which is very stressful it's one of my least favorite things i believe yeah yeah so well if you need a combine guy all right uh, you know i'd give it i'd 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 set aside like 48 hours to to just you know give that a shot (laughs) right on right on we will keep that in mind on kuiper's farm incorporated please do put it on my resume Uh, so Luke and Becky, like I mentioned, very sensual time that they're Uh having together on Luke's bed. Uh, but Becky just, she can't get herself to, to fully engage. Yeah. Get comfortable. She tells Luke, I'm sorry. I just can't do this. Luke is obviously very disappointed. Um, his balls turn bright blue. (laughs) And <laughs> he's disappointed, but he's also very cordial. He's, he's not pushing. He's not pushing. He's not pushing the issue. Luke is always a gentleman, except for when he's taking advice from Billy Riggins. Luke is a gentleman at all right. times, mm-hmm. but she does. She kind of, uh, collects herself and, and, and leaves. She takes off. So yeah. Luke's out of luck. Yeah. Um, we do have a music cue over this particular scene. Yep. Mm-hmm. Fly Rock Blues by Ben Solly and Daniel Martin Moore. Oh, okay. Uh, nice little acoustic tune. Yeah, I noticed it, but I obviously mm-hmm. have never heard of those people before. No, oh, same. Yeah, this was and it makes me it makes me sad to say, but it was every time I Shazam a song, it was like, oh, like <laughs> they went real cheap. Like yeah. On the music budget, I mean, I know that this was by this point a very low budget show in general, but like, right. That being said, uh, they got bang for the buck, I'd say, because it was noted, like it was noticeable, like, oh, what's this song? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, it didn't just fade in the background. I've got three music cues this episode, yeah. So, gotta gotta give them that. Yep. We get a scene of Coach and Tammy. They're trying to put together a tricycle for. Gracie Hogan. <laughs> yep. Thank you. Knock on the door. Coach mm-hmm. goes and gets, or no, Julie gets up Julie to, to answer yeah. the door. Thank God. <sighs> it um, is the creepy ass TA. I've started yeah. uh, abbreviating this in my notes as C-A-T-A. Creepy ass TA. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, I know he has a name, but I no. Derek. But, yeah, but we don't need yeah. he doesn't deserve that <clears throat> no um he knocks on the door basically is like hey do you have a moment can i just like talk to you and she's like what the f- are you doing here <laughs> um you need to leave right now my parents are home and you gotta go um yeah this goes on long enough for coach taylor to be like who is it who's at the door let me come see <laughs> um 
<clears throat> Coach Taylor comes to the door. TA introduces himself and Coach. Oof. Uh, this has got to be top three most upset we've ever seen, Coach. I'd have to even think about like what the other two are. Um, uh, uh, for sure, when he finds Tim Riggins and Julie basically mm-hmm. in bed together. Mm-hmm. You pack up your stuff and you leave right now. You pack up yeah. your stuff and you leave right <laughs> now. He does that, which is basically what exactly what he does with uh, creepy yeah. STA. He yeah, does the you've talking through the teeth and yeah. repeating himself over and over again. You guys think you better leave. <laughs> yeah. um, um, chases him out with like a was it? It's like the handlebars of the tray. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, like, smashes his, like, tail Taillight, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my four-year-old was playing uh, in the basement while I was watching this, but she happened to look up at the TV while this was happening because it was particularly intense. And she was very concerned because she thought that Coach broke the uh, Gracie's toy. She thought that oh. when he broke the taillight, he was actually breaking her toy. That wouldn't and- be okay. And we don't know. We don't know for sure, but... I think the I think the handlebars are okay, but yeah, but uh, yeah, little Millie. Honestly, is very if, if if any if anything if anything, if those handlebars are maybe like a little bit off center, maybe it's more normal for Gracie <laughs> and her alien type. You know, <laughs> maybe he was doing it on purpose to to get it <laughs> off center for what for her would be considered on center. Uh, that was a stretch, but I appreciate it because I had a hard Thank time you. coming up with uh, Gracie Diggs on this one. Thank so. you. Thank you. Um, yeah, Coach Coach chases his ass out of there. We get kind of a quick shot of Julie, and she's looking pretty... Oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, upset, I guess, is the term that I used in my notes. Yeah. Next, uh, we get a scene from the locker room. Huckleberry and Luke are reenacting Vince's interview uh, in a comedic fashion. Yeah, they're uh, kind of putting him on blast, kind of yeah. talking trash about his his arrogance, his ego. Vince catches them and is basically like, yeah, what? I'm the best. <laughs> like, does not care. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even really know how to describe it in my notes because at first I was like, Oh, he's just like going to go along with it and be like, yeah, I'm an asshole. But then he's like, no, actually like, yeah, that's legit. I, uh, I meant it. <laughs> so big, uh, big, uh, big Kanye energy, <laughs> big Kanye energy. Uh, the football team's not very happy with this. They kind of all walk out and leave Vince there. Um, seemingly maybe a little worried about it, but not really. I don't know. I had a hard, hard time really. Yeah, it was, it was hard to discern. Yeah. Next, uh, we see Epic and Mara uh, just going at it in the halls. I'm glad that I, I put in my notes. I was like, question mark. Was that Mara? It was it hard was. to tell because it was it was so quick. But yeah, they're keeping her around, uh, making her fight. <clears throat> um, yeah, they're in the halls fighting. We see Epic in Tammy's office. Tammy is basically like begging her, like, please just walk away from stuff like this. You do not need to get mixed up in stuff like this. Epic asks if Tammy's going to finish her sandwich, which did not look very good. And uh, 
Pammy says, okay, go ahead. It's like sure. the least spiced turkey with lettuce on wheat. <laughs> yes. Like did not did not it was not a feeling. particularly appetizing looking sandwich. New. Okay, next scene. Last week we talked about Hawaiian appropriation. Here well, is actual, well, not, not last week, uh like four. Oh, weeks yeah, right, ago. right, right. A while ago. <laughs> but here is actual <laughs> Samoan misappropriation, I feel like. Uh yeah. I a bunch of we, white guys in Texas should not be doing the haka. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, once again, it could be like, I, I feel like that Billy was leading it as a sign of respect. I don't know where I stand here. I'm going I'm to be honest with you. Like, I think this is, I mean, I think it was raising team morale. I don't know that it was, he was doing it in a disrespectful manner. But, no. but, but is he allowed to do it? But, but who determines that? I think Samoans. there's a I think there's a conversation to be had there. Okay. I'm not Samoan, so I can't say for sure. I feel like uh the people that should be doing this uh should only be Samoans. So we could call Jordan Erickson again and ask him, but I know he he's a, super liberal, and so he would say that it is definitely appropriate. But also he's been to Hawaii, he has not been to American <laughs> Samoa. Same um, thing. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not the same thing. Well, let's ask our special surprise guest, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Join the <laughs> Dwayne, chat now. All right. <laughs> Dwayne, how you doing? If you smell. Okay, so we're we're a little divided on this, but that's fine. Uh, yeah, I, I I I just no, I understand. I understand how it's kind of in between because he's not this, making fun of it. He's like, this is right, legit no, awesome. Is, and I think, is, yeah, I think that the Haka is pretty legit. Awesome. Yeah. Too. Like when you see dope. actual so, people do it, that's the thing. Like it makes me go like, all right, what is something? And it's, it's so like vague. Cause it's like, what is something that, that is from my ancestry that, you know, like wooden shoes. I wouldn't be mad if somebody wore wooden shoes, you know, like as a Dutch person. Um, and it's like, and is that a false equivalency? I don't know. Because it is. just, be, just let because, me, right. Let me tell you why. Because uh, Holland was never colonized by sure. Sure. the United yeah, States. Absolutely. And yeah. Samoa was. That's true. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know the full. But you know what's, you, but you know what, you look at, but let's talk about this for a second. This oh, is not not boy. the same thing. No, we're not going to get controversial here. <laughs> okay, not on this program. Um, but you know what? I was examining my uh, uh, my map the other day, right behind me, of of Western Europe, uh-huh. and uh, I was noticing the uh, what's it called in Holland, the sea. Um. Zweeter Z is what it says on my. God, uh, dang it! I was gonna say that because there's a street in Orange City called Zoider Z. Z U I D E R. Yeah. Yep. So mm-hmm. I'm looking at that and I'm going, "Wow, this just answers so many questions." Because you know, my great grandma, her maiden name was Van Z, and she always told me, like hmm. Van Z basically means from the sea. Yeah. And I was looking at this map and I was just so pissed off because I was like, man, my ancestors left literally being on 
what must have been right there on the sea in mm-hmm. in northwestern Europe, just a beautiful location mm-hmm. to be in landlocked South Dakota. <laughs> like the wheels fell off the wagon here, man. Uh, yeah. So um, I don't remember where I was going with this, but appropriation appropriation wooden shoes yeah yeah never colonized you're right never colonized by by the americas but yeah that's a good point that's a good point but i still feel like yeah yeah. it's still there's still like stereotypes and whether or not it's offensive i don't know you know who doesn't have the answers to this Two thirty-five Two white, white dudes. Guys. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> so, so Dwayne the Rock Johnson, come on the podcast. Let us know, please. Uh, Roman Reigns, please come on the show. We'll take Rik- you. Rikishi, uh, <laughs> come on the show. Rikishi, uh, Jimmy, or what's the other Uso? Uh, Jay, Jimmy or Jay. Jimmy or Jay yeah. Uso, come on the come show. On the show. Uh, if we have any American Samoan listeners, please uh, let shoot. Let us let us know your opinion on. Billy Regan's adopting the Samoan war dance because I've I'd Could like to know because they do they do it in Hobbs and Shaw. Fast and the Furious yep. presents Hobbs and Shaw. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Another another universal property. It makes me wonder because NBC Universal now owns uh the WWE network. Oh this might be a vast universal conspiracy. <laughs> My question is, could you and I uh, perform the haka as a uh, warm-up to the podcast via Zoom if we Ooh. just both like did that? Like now I think we need to we need to we need to find out. I think we need to I because here's the thing. I think I think anything like this, in my opinion, if you do it respectfully and in the nature of the origin i think somebody you're i mean i think no matter what you do you're gonna find somebody who gives you a pass right like regardless yeah so and that and that's where like where do you draw the line right i just google searched it and so the kamate are you are you familiar with like the new zealand rugby team doing the haka thing like that's their deal yeah, that's like their deal. So the New Zealand All Blacks, they they do the version of the haka before every rugby match. They do the kamate, and it's mm-hmm. freaking dope. You should 100% YouTube it and okay. watch it because it'll give you goosebumps. Um, but in the just in the Wikipedia for the haka, it's talking about the kamate, the team doing the kamate, and it says, Concerns were expressed that the authorship and significance of this haka to the Nagati Toa were being lost and that it had, quote, become the most performed, the most maligned, the most abused of all all haka, and now, another quote, the most globally recognized form of a cultural appropriation. Specific right. legal challenges regarding the rights of Nagati Toa to be acknowledged as the authors and owners of Kamate were eventually settled in agreements um, between the New Zealand government, New Zealand rugby, and the Nagati Toa. Right. So, I mean, that's not I get a, it. 
I get it for sure. Not, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that is kind of like a sports team taking a ceremonial dance and like right. making it their thing. So it's maybe right. not perfectly. I think, I think a national rugby team versus a high school football team, uh, I think is a big difference too. So there's, there's, I think there's, I think there's a conversation to be had, but the, but the national rugby team likely has a lot of Samoan actually connections. Whereas Billy Riggins has zero. So conversation to be had. You're right. We need to move on (laughs) because we don't freaking know. Yeah, uh, I don't, but I think there is a conversation to be had. I think that yep, I think yep, I yep. think that's that's where I'll leave it. Uh, the the most controversial thing about this, though, is that uh, Billy has them doing uh, this ceremonial war dance, and in the process, uh, BJ Buddy Junior falls down and breaks his leg. <laughs> yeah, hey, uh, yeah. Well, and, and Coach Crowley is is pretty oh, like, he, yeah. off foot by the entire thing, even before. Buddy Junior breaks his leg. Uh, he's been hating on Billy Riggins for a while now, and it is reaching a fever pitch here. Um, I think he's been just kind of upset with the state of the team for for a spell now. Yeah, uh, Buddy Senior is also not impressed, uh, much like Coach Crowley with Billy. Uh, in my notes, once again, how did they get? Buddy Junior and Buddy Senior to look exactly alike. I just I, still I know Angie, Angie even made a point this this uh, while we were watching this episode. She's like, she's like, how did they do this? And I was like, we have talked about this on the pod. Like, <laughs> I I still don't understand it. I, I like Googled it and it is perfect and, casting. It is it, perfect casting. Like in the Google suggested other suggested, you know, questions, it's like Buddy Jr. and Buddy Senior related. Uh right. you know. It is it is absolutely chef's kiss casting. They mm. honestly it's 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 so good that it doesn't matter how good Buddy Jr. is. I don't know if you do yeah. you watch you you don't watch Kirby Your Enthusiasm, do you? Mm-mm. You should. It's fantastic. Should. Yeah. It is maybe my favorite comedy show of all time. Like yeah. it's, it's in that level of, yeah, it's in that echelon. Um, but there was uh, a storyline this last season where uh, Larry basically gets blackmailed into um, hiring this guy's daughter as an actress on his show that he's producing. And she's like the absolute worst actress. Uh-huh. And it's like, this is a situation where it's like, it doesn't matter if this guy is the absolute worst actor. Yeah. He deserves to be show. cast as Buddy Jr. because he looks like that much like Buddy. Yeah. <clears throat> it's wild. So, yeah, soon thereafter, we've got Buddy and Buddy Jr. at the hospital. Uh, turns out that Buddy Jr. has a hairline fracture. Uh, Buddy is pretty, pretty disappointed. Not only that his son got injured, but also he's like, you weren't even playing football. Yeah. Um, yeah, not happy with Billy. Mm-hmm. We get a scene at uh, Tammy's work. Tammy's at work. Uh, some dude kind of knocks on her door and is like, oh, you have a visitor. Oh, send send them in. Turns out it is the TA. Gosh. He tells Tammy, hey, I resigned. Uh, I just want to let you know, like, I only did this, or I, I I resigned. I just want to make sure that um, that uh, Julie goes back to school. 
I'm just trying to make things right um, and get her back in school. It's because where where she belongs. And Tammy's basically just like, I don't care. Leave. <laughs> Say less. I'm with Tammy on this for sure. Yeah. Very, I can't imagine ugh. being in her position. Very bold move from the creepy ass team. Extremely bold move. We don't know. I don't think we know how far the college is. It's in the state of Texas, but that's right. Uh, yeah, we don't know how far it is. So just it's, show up at your mistress's mom's job. Yeah. Bold. Where she works with teenagers. Yeah. Weird. All right. Becky is thinking about doing a beauty pageant. She is sitting at home with Mindy and Mindy's stripper friends who are having a little happy hour. Yeah, a little day uh, drinking. Yep. Yep. Uh, Mindy says that it's, uh, you know, that two hours of every day where little Stewie goes down and gives uh, Mindy her mama Mindy time. Is that his name? Yeah. Right. They always call him Steve. Steven. Stevie. <sighs> Stevie. Steven Hercules. I'm going to call him Stewie. <laughs> That's fine. That <laughs> reminds me of the plush doll that Joel Dykstra and I won in, uh, in that in crane game. I don't know if you know that I'm a crane game master. I did but not I know won that. that. Yeah. That is one of my many crane game master wins. So I didn't realize that it was you. There is a, my college friends still tell a story of a Sunday fun day that we had. Um, that I like disappeared for a while and showed back up again with like seven plush toys <laughs> and <laughs> was just like, what y'all know about that crane game? <laughs> it was, was apparently my first line as I came out with a, uh, it's like two arms full of, of plush toys. Yeah. Wizard Stewie. You, you got <laughs> yeah. Wizard Stewie. That, that was around my house for a long time. My buddy Jake will still Snapchat me pictures of cranes like building cranes <laughs> and it's just the caption is always what y'all know about that crane game <laughs> <laughs> uh, impressive i believe that was uh, just right in the sioux center walmart wasn't it yep yeah, it was yeah. yeah i was drunk as <laughs> i remember like i was just thinking about it uh the other week when uh we took brandon out uh to that yeah. movie and then we took him grocery uh-huh. shopping and i was in because uh I don't know if you know this, but Brookings has like really, really strict liquor laws. And the only place that you can sell liquor in Brookings is the, uh, like the municipal liquor store. Oh, Minnesota style. Mm -hmm. So like the Walmarts don't sell liquor. And I was in the liquor section of Walmart. I don't go to Walmart in in Sioux Falls because why? Um, and I was in the, the liquor section of Walmart and Mitchell. And I was like, Oh yeah, Walmart sells liquor in places. (laughs) Uh, cause I was, it was so foreign to me for so long. And I was thinking about how wasted I was with Joel Dykstra. Cause I think you and whoever else was with us, like waited in the car, Rachel Peterson. Yeah. I was going to say, I think it was Rachel, uh, like waited in the car while Joel and I went in to buy <laughs> Captain Morgan and also played the crane game. <laughs> so like, that was one of those, I was I was more drunk than I am right now. I can, I'll say that comfortably, (laughs) comfortably. Um, so what a night. (laughs) So Stevie Stewie. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, 
they're talking about the beauty pageants, you know, talking about the prizes that you can get for it. Sometimes it's a cash prize, scholarship. Uh, Becky says there's one in Wichita Falls that you can win a freaking Chrysler Sebring. It's a convertible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mindy and the strippers are pumped. Uh, for road the trip. Road trip. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next, we see Pa and Vince Howard talking to an Oklahoma Tech booster about a, quote, unofficial visit. The dude is, uh, he's really buttering Vince up about this. Yeah. You just, you just come on down. We'll show you a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It won't be, it's an unofficial visit. You don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vince agrees. Meanwhile, we've got uh, Tammy. She's telling Julie about how the TA Derek came and visited her at work. She tells Julie, you have to end it and just go back to school. Just move on. Do whatever it takes. Yeah. Put this behind you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Vince and Pa Howard are at Oklahoma State. The rich booster guy uh, gets just two beautiful ladies to accompany Vince yeah. on the tour. Uh, we see lots of Vince beautiful- and Pa Howard, yeah, one, right. one on each arm. Uh, they they seem to be focusing a little more on Vince, but Pa Howard Pa is loving it. Uh, he's loving all the beautiful coeds around campus. Uh, says I yeah. should have went to college. Uh, <laughs> So they're having a they're having a good time mm-hmm. at Oklahoma Tech. Yeah, we get kind of just a montage of them, uh, basically looking, looking at girls in bikinis. looking around looking around the campus, but <laughs> mostly them at the campus pool. <laughs> yes, um, we do get a music cue over this scene. Oh. Um, it is "I'm Different" by Shane Eli, which is the worst song that I've heard called I'm different because it is <laughs> eclipsed entirely by I'm different by two chains. <laughs> I'm not familiar. You're not familiar with I'm different. I had no zero two chains. So oh, sorry. I'm different. Yeah. I'm different. I'm different. Yeah. I'm different. <laughs> I'm different. Yeah. I'm different. Pull up to the scene with my ceiling missing. Uh, is that, yeah. that's what it sounds like. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Luke talks to Becky at her locker. He invites her to a party. She can't go. Luke is frustrated. And he basically says like, hey, when you're ready to go out with me again, give me a call. Write me a postcard. Send me a <laughs> carrier, freaking pigeon. carrier pigeon. Whatever it takes. Just let me know when you're ready. And uh, yeah, we'll do it. So uh, Luke's, Luke's getting a little, little frustrated. In in Becky's defense, knowing what we know about Tinker, I probably wouldn't want to go to a party at his place either. <laughs> Was but, it at Tinker's place? Yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, <laughs> uh, presumably out on the farm and just <laughs> getting wild out there. Mm-hmm. Just see what happens, you know. But back at, uh, I think what is at Wichita Falls, Becky and the strippers—they're kind of putting together Becky's outfit. <laughs> I think this is at the landing strip. They're at the landing was it? strip. Okay. It was it was yeah. hard to tell. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll say at the landing strip. Becky and the strippers are putting together Becky's outfit. 
Mindy kind of like steps in and is talking about Luke. And Becky is like, well, we've only had sex once, but I got pregnant and I didn't keep the baby. Mm-hmm. And the strippers she finds are very supportive. Um, Becky kind of like she has a moment where she's like, I lost my virginity in the back of the truck. Like who does that? And mm-hmm. all the strippers are like me. Yeah, I did that. Yeah. So she's kind of finding, I don't know. I don't know how I felt about this scene. How did you feel about this scene? Um, It was, I felt overall good because Becky obviously felt a lot of shame and regret. Um, right. Because I think of it was her previous experience and they, they, you know, made her feel okay. And, you know, had some solidarity with her in that. So overall yeah. good, I guess. I, I felt like it was good <clears throat> for her to have that support, but I think it was also like maybe not the support she needed. Does that Are you sense? saying that she should re-examine the company she keeps? Do you want to hand her a bouquet of flowers and tell I'm her I'm not that? saying that. I'm not saying no. <clears throat> but I'm saying like, I think there is a, mm. <laughs> like I'm going to get myself in trouble here. No, 100%. Okay. Let me just say, uh, when my daughter is like 16 or 17, whatever Becky is, I hope she's not hanging out at the landing strip at, at right. a strip club, taking I advice th- from strippers. I think it is important to like, have support in any level of what you're doing. But I also think that there is a level of support that's maybe too much that can drive you in the wrong direction. Sure. Absolutely. Yes. I think that this is probably what Becky needs right now. I don't know that it's what (laughs) Becky needs long-term. Yeah. Moving forward. Yeah. Maybe. And you know, uh, my my daughters will have a solid home that they can depend on and gain support from. Becky unfortunately doesn't have that, right? Like, right. Her dad's yeah. a piece of trash. Her we've mom's we've a talked piece of trash. You know? Yeah, we've talked about Becky's rough home life. Hey, you know, not a lot of us are really proud of how we've lost our virginity, and that's <laughs> and that's and there it is good. It, I, I will say this. As a person who has made mistakes in the past, it is good to find solidarity in yeah. people who have also made mistakes. But I think it's also good to find solidarity in people who have made mistakes and also bettered their lives yes. later on. Yeah, that is a key distinction. I think it's sure. I think it's important to note that, hey, you know what? You might have done this dumb thing earlier and lost your virginity in the back of the truck, but there's also coming back from that. And I don't think, Hey, we've talked about this on the podcast before we're pro sex workers. We, we absolutely support (laughs) sex workers, but Anthony, for sure. Uh, I'm not going to go on record and say that I, uh, fully (laughs) am in support of (laughs) that, but sure. (laughs) Yeah. Well then I'll, I'll I'll take that 100%. But at the same time, uh, Boy, that put, also puts me in a difficult position <laughs> to say that, um, you know, I think that uh, I, I think even the, the strippers say that they they would like Becky to achieve more than they have. So let's go. There. <laughs> 
no, 100% though, I think I'm with you, uh, completely in overall direction that you're heading here of, right. yes, it is good that Becky has found support in community, mm-hmm. but maybe, yeah, needs to keep moving forward. And I don't yes. know if that includes taking advice from, um, these particular, this particular group of women. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Mindy Regan's come on the show. We're beefing. We are beefing. We hate you, but it's Come not because show. of the sex work. It's <laughs> because of the rival podcast. So, uh, pro stripper, anti other <laughs> FNL podcast. <laughs> Taking a stance. I think that's a very reasonable, reasonable stance to, yeah. to maintain. Uh, at practice, coach asked Jess if she's seen Vince. Vince is not at practice. He wasn't in school. He's not answering the phone. Coach says, if you see him or hear from him, please have him give me a call. This is not good. Vince not being at practice. Yeah. No, this is, uh, yeah, this is like a Monday or Tuesday. Like, this yeah. is not a, a good life decision. Um, I mean, I think I, I understand how he probably feels like it's a good life decision on the whole, but right. Yeah. Not good. Um, we see a little bit more though of Vince visiting. We see him visiting the actual field, the yes. football field. Yep. Um, this booster kind of does a bit where he's like, Hey, Vince and Vince's dad, now that you've seen this amazing field that's state of the art or whatever, uh, don't say anything, but just stand here. Yep. And the Oklahoma tech coach comes out, basically says, Hey, uh, have you talked to Vince Howard at all? You know, if we got a verbal commitment from him, you know, we would, we'd take him in a second and it's kind of be him between him and, uh, you know, this other, some other guy. And, boy, the first person to verbally commit to us, you know, they're really going to have a great life going forward, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Uh, he intentionally has them overhear this conversation, very staged conversation, and it appears that Vince and Pa Howard are eating it up. They are ready yeah. to commit for sure. Yep. Tammy sees Epic getting into it. With some uh, some dudes like on the side of the road, or was this outside yeah. of school? Or oh, yeah, she's know. like, I think Tammy is pulling into school, like pulling into campus. Okay, and sees Epic, um, yeah, engaging in in the beginning of a tussle with some dudes. Yes, uh, Tammy basically makes her get in the car. Uh, Epic asks if she's gonna if she's got any food or something. Um, yeah. Tammy says, I'm going to take you to get some food. Uh, you're yeah. So she takes her to, uh, I can't remember where they go. They go to a restaurant. We find out that Epic lives in a foster home. She claims that she's not fed. Well, the foster home is bad. Tammy says, I, I can call social services. Epic says, no, don't do that. They'll blame me. They always blame me. And it's not as bad as, you know, some of the other ones that they might send me to. So please don't call. Um, and she makes a comment. They'll take me away. They'll put me in another school and I won't be able to see you anymore. Mm-hmm. Which is where we get the uh, the little glimpse of, okay, 
Epic does love and appreciate Tammy. Yeah. Does not hate that Tammy has taken an interest in her anymore. Tammy agrees not to call social services. Back at Vince's place, Vince tells Jess all about Oklahoma Tech. Oh, there's, you know, all the stuff, this, this, the facility, the state of the art. They got Xboxes in the locker room. So, like, at halftime, I can go play Xbox or whatever. <laughs> um, Jess is like, hey, I got interrogated by coach uh, about where you <laughs> yeah. were. And uh, I think you should maybe, like, you know, be careful. Um, Vince kind of tells her he's like, I got an offer pretty much <laughs> like as yeah. long as I verbally, it's basically between me and this other guy. And if I verbally commit, like it's on, mm-hmm. um, she seems pretty upset and concerned about this entire situation. Yeah. He tries to like assure her that no, it's all fine. It's all legal. Like it was an official visit and just basically says like, if it's all fine and legal, then why do you have to lie about it? Mm-hmm. So, Next, we see Julie out to eat with the creepy-ass TA. Uh, He, like, I feel like he's, like, trying to almost, like, brag that he resigned from his job or, like, try and get credit. Like, hey, just so you know. I really put myself on the line for you. Yeah. yeah, From my job. He's going to take time off, go live in a cabin somewhere and work on his dissertation. Yeah, the family cabin in Tennessee. Yep. And he's getting a divorce. Yes. Well, yeah. He like tries to convince Julie that she had a connection, that they had a connection. And Julie is like, oh, like the connection you had with your wife. Uh, So she kind of sticks it to him. He says he's getting a divorce, which to me is like, duh, of course he's getting a divorce after all that public, like, yeah, Yeah. just destruction. Unless your wife is like a, like, fully toxic person. <laughs> Who is, yeah. yeah. You're both, you're both toxic people. Right. 100%, uh, yeah. But like Julie seems to, when she hears that they're getting a vo- divorce, seems to be like taken aback and feels bad. Uh, is it my fault? <laughs> well, yeah, Julie, but also like they're terrible people. Right. Yeah. So creepy ass TA tells Julie, she needs to go back to school. But he gives her the address of the cabin that he'll be staying at, like slides the piece of paper over with the address. Come on, man. Gross. We all know what you're doing. Bro. I mean, you got to imagine this guy is just. I don't know. Well, I mean, there's no imagining there. We we know (laughs) this guy is extremely horny. But I think if you. I don't know. I don't know how you imagine this situation, but to me, it's like in the remote Tennessee woods, like in the Smoky Mountains, right? Yeah. And I just imagine him like being out in it. Like when I think about it, it's like um, <laughs> this guy that Angie went to high school with. He's like a National Geographic photographer, but he lives in like the mm. Bijou Hills. Really? You like okay. he like built a cabin like himself in the Bijou Hills. It's wild. We went oh, out there cool. once. It's crazy. Okay. Um, because he's got like stupid money. Um, because <laughs> yeah. he's a National Geographic photographer, but he's yeah. like essentially like living off the land out in the Bijou Hills. Um, he like built this cabin by himself, and like we went out there, and it was like it was so crazy because it was like the most like I don't know how to put it like 
low end technology except for like he had a MacBook for editing photos <laughs> like in the corner you know like uh-huh. everything aside from that like was just like the lowest end of technology that yeah. you can imagine for modern living yeah um and that's like to me like that's what i pictured of this guy like he was like i'm gonna go live out in like yeah right you know the remote mountains of tennessee and uh-huh. um but here's the address if you yes. ever want to, if you ever want to go there, <laughs> BTW. I'm getting divorced, and here's where I'm living. Just in case, just, just you know, swing by. Gumbag move of the week. I'm throwing it out there right now. Disgusting. Uh, actually, I. Oh yeah, I have. I actually have two different things noted for both sleazeball and scumbag moves of the week uh, coming up real soon. Right. So we've got some competition. Next, Coach and Tammy, we see them fighting over who has to deal with the baby. In the morning, they're just waking up. Uh, I resonate with this fully. Julie comes in. No, it's fine. (laughs) Uh, Maybe someday you will. Uh, Not the best part of parenting, for sure. No, no, I fully believe that, and I admire you for doing it. Don't don't get it twisted. I wouldn't want to do it, but I admire the hell of you for doing it. And in the way you're doing it, I, uh, right. I, I admire you a lot. I don't want to gush too much on the cast, but um, I think you're doing it right. I look up to you in a lot of ways. So, Well, there you go. Uh, we're stumbling our way through it for sure. <laughs> uh, but Julie comes in, tells them she's going back to school. She apologizes. Tammy says she's proud of her. Uh, coach, uh, seems no, wait. Uh, Tammy says she's proud of her. Julie offers to make them breakfast. Coach, who is very tired and doesn't want to get up, says, Make us some coffee. Uh, Julie agrees. Coach says, When is she leaving? Uh, after after she leaves the room. So, uh, Julie is maybe getting back on the right track here. Yeah. Over at school. Coach confronts Vince about missing the practice yesterday. Yeah. Vince, did I just say that there was a scumbag move? Because actually this overtakes. This it. is what I have is the sleazeball yeah. move. Yeah. The buddy Vince, sleazeball move of the week. Vince lies and says, sorry, coach, that I missed practice yesterday. Uh, my mom got back into some old habits. Yeah, my mom's basically saying my mom is back on drugs. Yeah, um, blames blames his mom's past addiction for him missing practice when he actually went to Oklahoma with his dad to visit a college to uh, look at girls in bikinis. Donnie, Buddy, Garrity, sleazeball move <sighs> right here. Vince, oof, very yeah. gross. Uh, up next, we have what I would like to nominate as the uh, Joe McCoy stud of suds smug scumbag move of the week goes to the booster uh, guy at this point. I actually didn't write down why. Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> that, uh, I, that was just a, I gave the sleazeball move of the week, and then I was like, you know what? Uh, the smug scumbag is the booster, the Oklahoma tech booster, not because of this 
of a scene here, but just because of his overall behavior of like, yeah, just his general demeanor. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to say anything. Just stand here and listen. Yep. Yep. Uh, up next, the next scene is, uh, Tammy showing up to Epic's foster home. Um, things actually seem to be pretty okay there. I didn't know what was going to happen. Even as it was happening. I, I still, I feel like once the episode was over, I was still like, I don't know. This must be like how. Never mind. Um, certain people feel online uh, when they're presented with certain information. Wow. Uh, at least I hope that that's how they feel because. Anyway, You're keeping it very vague to the point. I'm where trying. I'm not to. even following you. So that's good. Job. Good. Good. Um. Uh, yeah, Tammy visits the foster home. She says, hey, I'm Epic's counselor. She enters the house, finds out that the woman who's running the place seems to be running a pretty tight ship. There's yeah. there, there appears to be plenty of food. There was a part of me, I, I, I'll say this because it... Yeah. Just because you seem relatively confused about what <laughs> I was trying to get across earlier... I did in the back of my mind think, oh, maybe this is like a ruse, right? Like she's like putting on a show for Tammy, like and being like, oh no, all of our kids are well fed. I always keep a, you know, like a full kitchen. I'm, you know, responsible. So, um, no, when that, when that kid spilled his glass of water, like I was waiting for her to like freak out and like slap him across the face or something, you know, like even, even by the end of the episode, I was like, Oh, did Tammy get got? Like, right. is yeah. she? Yeah. The, uh, yeah. But, but no, everything <laughs> appears to be, as far as we know, uh, on the up and up, uh, Epic is lying about her foster home situation and the food that she's getting. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This is, it's, it's a weird, cause it's a weird thing to lie about, right? Like, I think I, that Epic might be a psychopath. <laughs> well, we learned from this. Uh, her foster mom says that both of her parents died of AIDS. She was abused and she's been addicted. Uh, I will just say in our like couple years of foster care, man, the, you can't imagine some of the that these kids have been through and how that messes you up. Sure. Uh, So, I mean, we couldn't do it. We, we like, we hung in there for as long as we could. And we basically tapped out with our, with our first girls. Like, and it was, I mean, it was also because we were adopting diamond at the time, but like just, yeah, the lies and the behaviors and stuff, none of it makes sense. But you know, if you grow up like shitting in Mm -hmm. the corner of your house because your mom is absent and not paying the water bill, like, right. Yeah. I can't even imagine. Yeah. That's so, you know, no, that's uh, that that definitely clarifies it a little bit for me, and that's yeah. yeah. Uh, we see Coach calling Vince into his office. Uh, he asks how his mom is doing. Uh, so for a moment, we think that Coach has still gotten got. Yeah, he uh, well, Vince. He kind of like throws it, and he's like, "Hey, I just want to talk to you for a second. How's your mom doing?" Like it makes it seem like that is his intent. Yep. yep. Not the case. Uh, Vince 
says, I don't know, she's all right or whatever. Uh, in, immediately coach turns his laptop around, uh, asks him how Oklahoma was. You recognize this photo? Yeah. It's a picture of Vince with the Oklahoma Tech booster guy at Oklahoma Tech and Pa Howard as well. Vince uh, basically says like, hey, my dad's looking out for me. Nobody else is looking out for me. And coach says, you're rocking. <laughs> coach says, you're knocking on the wrong door, son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically tells him his dad is kind of leading him astray. Yep. Uh, this, I think, was actually at the pageant. Yes. Uh, once again, I was confused because I don't know if this is just the case, but all backstage scenes in this movie or in the show, <laughs> all backstage scenes in the show either look like the backstage of a strip club or the backstage of a pageant. And maybe there's no difference. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Pretty similar. Probably. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. Angie has a really good friend who is uh, a former like pageant girl, mm-hmm. um, like Miss America. Girl, like she was Miss North Dakota. Um, like when, Donald Trump was running the pageant. Right. Yes. Um, her like best friend is marrying Dosh, Josh Duhamel. Josh oh, really? Duhamel. Yeah. Jeez. Um, so maybe we could get her on the show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Semi-famous. Sure. But yeah. Um, but <laughs> uh, yeah. Another weird scene, which once again, just appears to be like, a you know mirrors and light uh they're getting they're getting becky ready for the pageant there's there's kind of a montage of makeup and and you know mirrors and light (laughs) (laughs) mirrors and light yes uh tammy finds epic at a chinese food restaurant um it was is that a buffet restaurant of some type i'm pretty sure it was like chinese food it was very red and yellow and Maybe, uh, Tammy finds, or Tammy asks why Epic lied about her family, her foster family situation says, did you know you don't have to lie to me? I actually like you. Uh, Tammy assures Epic that, you know, she likes her. She believes in her. Epic says like, listen, this is, this is just who I am. I am who I am. And Tammy says, she's not so sure about that. And she's going to go get some soup. Yeah. Yeah. Epic seems as as Tammy gets up to get some soup. Epic kind of like has a little bit of a smile. It seems she's, she seems, she seems touched. Yes. She's softening. Uh, Mm -hmm. We see her softening more and more towards Tammy. Mm -hmm. We're at the pageant now. Becky gets second runner up and many of the strippers. Yeah. Many of the strippers are booing. Um, Yeah, Becky gets second, second runner-up, so it's like third place. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, the strippers are booing. The woman who comes up to give her her, like, third place award is like, I think you should reconsider the company you keep. Right. Which is like, come on, old lady. Come on, lady. Over at practice, uh, Coach Crowley is passed at Billy Riggins for trying to install a new blitz package without uh, consulting the other coaches. 
we see Luke just absolutely crush Vince. Vince has got the plowsing. red jersey on where you're mm-hmm. not supposed to not supposed to hit him. Uh yeah, he plows into him. Vince or Luke says something about, you know, Oklahoma. You must have missed this certain thing because uh yeah, how is Oklahoma? Oklahoma? I think he says I think that's what he says is just like how was Oklahoma? Yeah, uh, this reminds me of when I was a freshman in football and I was owning Reggie Kuypers uh, every day in practice, and I once got through the line and hit uh, Darren Randall, <clears throat> who was the quarterback who was wearing a red jersey, mm-hmm. and I remember he grabbed me by the front of the, the jersey, like, grabs me and says, don't you ever touch me again, boy. <laughs> says it just like that. <laughs> Uh, Darren Randall come on the show. Darren Randall come on the show. Moochie <laughs> Morris, Darren Randall, uh, Frenchie Kuypers come on the show. <laughs> I'm assuming you've got a music cue here for uh, this next scene. I do. After oh yeah, at the bottom of my page. So yeah, <clears throat> we get a little scene of Coach and Tammy. They're sending Julie off uh, back to school. We get a little music cue. Something beautiful by Krister Axel. Oh, Krister Axel. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We I'll all know it. him. Yeah. Uh, you know, constantly on the uh, the Billboard charts. But I think my my book of of Hot 100 number ones <laughs> is just it's filled with Krister Axel. But yeah, over and over again. Um. Yeah, she hops in that car and then just immediately smashes into a mailbox. <laughs> just. <laughs> <laughs> no, not quite. she. She gets uh, she gets on the highway. She decides to, and this is I had a hard time determining exactly what was going on here because this was just in the early era of aux cords. I don't know if she was calling uh, Derek the TA from an aux cord. She just had him on speakerphone or what? <laughs> yeah, but she calls him. She says, "Hey." were you calling me just to uh, get me to go back to school or were you call or did you like resign just to get me good to go back to school or did you resign because you wanted me back? And he says, I wanted you back and we see her. She's on a four lane highway. Yeah. She finds a median that she can turn around on and she immediately turns around Yes, freaking. We are at this we point. are automatically as viewers of the episode in the time that we're watching this. We are uh, we're preparing to give Julia a ten. The the hater meter's me. pegged at this point. Yeah, yeah. it's it's ticking. It's yes. it's one hundred percent. We can get a gif. For that, when we uh, okay, yeah, I'll cut that. (laughs) Uh, Next is a pep rally at East Dillon. Uh, For some reason, Pa Howard is backstage, uh, and Coach pulls him aside, confronts him about the Oklahoma Tech thing. I won't have any one player bigger than my team. He says to him, Uh, "If Vince misses practice again, I'll bench him." Uh, Pa Howard tries to fight back with the info about like the college offering coach a head yeah. coaching job, but I really don't know what he's going to do with that. What do you do with that? 
Right. Like, like he didn't accept it. Like oh, he got offered a job, but I also am curious about how Pa Howard does know about Yeah. How that. does he know that? I mean, I'm sure that people talk. It's a small town. People talk. I mean, we, we and know, we know yeah, he's in contact but, with all these colleges. So, you know, maybe, but also once out. again, it's a, he hasn't accepted an offer. He just like got yeah. offered outside the pep rally. Becky leaves a note on Luke's truck says something along the lines of I want to start over. Yeah. So she didn't go the carrier pigeon route, but she is leaving a note <laughs> under the windshield wiper of his pickup. Billy gets into a fight with Coach Crowley. Yeah. Just about general methods. I think this has been boiling uh yeah. and it's 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 reached it's reached uh two twelve Fahrenheit. We've uh <laughs> Hey, yo, we're we're boiling, we're boiling. The the it's spilling over. Hundred degrees Celsius for Nile. Right. Yes. <laughs> Nile, come on the show. Uh, Vince is arguing with Luke. Uh, the team is basically falling apart backstage of the the pep rally here. Yeah, yeah. We've got uh, we've got Vince and Luke arguing. Coaches tell him to shut up. Yep. Um. They are literally like physically fighting as the team is being introduced to walk out into the pep rally. Yeah. Uh, Things are not going well for the Lions. We see Principal Levi saying some very nice things about Coach Taylor, uh, the man who helped us like turn this team from, you know, to nothing into real contenders. Yeah. Have pride in East Dillon again. Something like about that. Going Lion Pride. Uh, Coach Taylor gives a very classic Coach Taylor pep rally speech where he says, can you say victory? And then that's it. Yeah. Yeah. He, he gives a, what I would call a considering the circumstances inspirational mm-hmm. speech, but his face shows his kind of dismay. Yeah. Yeah. And then in oh parts, goodness. in parts unknown, we see Julie Taylor knocking at a door. We see a man walking up on the other side of the door to open it. We think Julie's uh, being Julie. We've got the uh, uh, Manny Ramirez, you know, Manny being Manny, Julie being Julie. <laughs> we think it's we think it's the TA. We think she's going going back Oof. to that well for another serving and and everybody would hate that we're 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 bracing josh and i are are uh josh is typing i'm holding my pen waiting for a 10 out of 10 but on the other side of that door mm. is matt saracen oh my goodness incredible end to the episode there roll credits we'll be right back we'll talk about that more and give out some rewards for the week all right everybody we're back it's time to give out some awards for the week we're going to start as we always do with the coach taylor inspirating anthony how inspiring was coach this week yeah, um, I did like Coach this episode. Uh, I don't know that he did 
did too much inspiring on the field, but I think he did a lot of inspiring off the field. Busting out that um, taillight, pretty badass. Yeah, I think that was a, you know, we've you and I have talked about on this show in the past about um, letting our anger get the best of us uh-huh. and uh, picking our spots in anger. And I know that um, you don't handle this as well as I do, nope. uh, which is okay. I'm not calling you out. But mm-hmm. I think that that was a very calculated move by coach and the kind of calculated <laughs> move that I myself would maybe make where it's like, I'm going to chase do? this. I'm going to chase this guy out of my house while holding a weapon. And I'm not actually going to strike until it's something extremely replaceable, like a tail line. <laughs> right. Yeah. And what's that guy going to do? It's not like he's, uh, mm-hmm. come at, you know, like, yeah, come you place an insurance like, claim on that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. So what would you say? Numerical value? I think this is a, I mean, I will say a solid seven. Solid seven. Okay. I can, I can live with that. I was going to say a strong six to a week seven. So I'm good with a seven. Pretty good. Julie Taylor, hate meter kind of up and down on this. I don't really know what to do with this. A true roller coaster ride, uh, to be sure. Cause we really, I mean, Ooh, yeah. I mean, like, like, like until I said the earlier, very late last moments. Yeah. Uh, as Julie was knocking on the door of an unrevealed person, we were knocking on the door of a ten. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, it's a big redemption for Julie when that door <sighs> opens. It is a. Man, I am going to go because she does, she goes out of her way to contact Derek. She does, you know, she's still Julie. Yeah. I'm thinking a light seven, maybe a strong six. Wow. Okay. You ended up way higher than what I was thinking Mm. because I mean, I'm with you up until the very last moment. Right. And that's, and that's, and that's, and that's my that's my guidance is up until the last literal like can only be measured in seconds. Yes. So you're kind of thinking more like average out the whole episode of yeah. feeling like a 10. And then whereas I'm like, okay, she she completely recovered at the end. Uh, I wouldn't say re- completely recovered. I was thinking more like a three because we're still kind wow. of, I mean, still tired of Julie's BS, both with Derek and then like, I mean, we're glad to see Matt. But at the same time, like Julie's been jerking this guy around for years right. now. So, and I mean, I think, I think even to the point where she turns around, it makes you think like, oh, she still lied to her parents. Like one way or another, she's still lied to her parents. She's not going back to college. Exactly. So I think we have to. Okay. Three is too low. How about we just meet in the middle and say five? Can you do it? Can we say a strong five? Do you need to go to a six? No, no, I don't. But I'm I'm saying at least like a five point eight. Okay, this strong five, uh, five point eight. Sure. Yep. Big rig beer tally. Underage drinking. None. No. The Alamo Freeze presents the Matt Saracen Oshucks Goofus Malufus moment of the week. 
We didn't have much Luke in this, did we? Luke and Becky. Oh, Luke getting blue balls was pretty goofus, malufusy. Yeah, he handled yeah, it well. That was tough. He did. He handled it extremely mature, actually. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, he he definitely blue balled himself. Uh, <laughs> I'm hesitant to tell this story. Uh, first time I ever had blue balls, I actually thought I had an STD. Like I wouldn't <laughs> got tested because I was like, I'm hurting. I didn't realize. I didn't like. I didn't realize. Oh no! Phew. Um, well, dodged the bullet free, there. You can feel free to cut that or not. <laughs> I think I'll keep it. <laughs> uh, I don't see anything else, so let's go with blue balls. Blue balls, Luke. Uh, the Donnie Buddy Garrity sleazeball move of the week. We had some nominations here. Uh, Vince lying and saying his mom was using it. Yeah, blaming his mom's prior addiction for missing practice is very oof. Scummy, sleazy. I don't know. I don't know how you separate the two. I don't know how you define the two, but it is. Yeah. Um. I think the difference between the sleaze ball move and the smug scumbag, I think the smug is what makes it so smug has a bit of arrogance to right. it. And mm-hmm. I think the uh the booster from Oklahoma Tech embodied that sure. arrogance. Yep. He knew like, it. like the you just stand here and don't say anything. Mm. Uh, you know, that whole thing. So Uh, that guy wins the Joe McCoy stud of sud smug scumbag move of the week. I forgot that I mixed flavors into this for a second. I took a drink and I was like, <laughs> no, it's good. It's what, good. What I just this? had a moment where I was like, Oops. like, hold on. I thought my flavor is in my vodka drink. Notable music cues. We had some here. None of them actually notable, uh, yeah. but they were notable tunes. Yeah, we had at least Two, we had um, something beautiful by Krister Axel. Krister Axel. We had "I'm Different" by Shane Eli. Shane Eli, which is uh, not the, the same as Two Chains. I was gonna say Shane Eli, uh, the actual name of Two Chains. And we also had "Fly Rock Blues" by Ben Solly and Daniel Martin Moore. Uh, you know, I don't remember. <clears throat> Uh, exactly how any of these songs sounded. I think they all tie for last for least notable music cue. Yeah. None of them really stood out. None of them really were different, if you will. Yep. Outdated pop culture reference of the week. Anything that needs to be canceled? Uh, I mean, the Samoan war dance. Arguably. Arguably. Allegedly. (laughs) Uh, Debatable, for sure. Quote of the episode. I did not have anything written down. I also did not note anything. If you have any suggestions, please let us know on Twitter. Also, let us know your quote of the the podcast episode if uh, we say anything particularly ridiculous here. MVP of the episode, Tammy Taylor. I'm going to nominate her. Of course. Obviously. Obviously. 
I think this is a strong Coach Taylor episode. What are, what are the arguments for Coach here? Man, don't make me argue it. <laughs> going uh, he Rep- busts I'm going, out the- I'm going full Republican right now. I'm just <laughs> telling you what I think. I don't want to have to defend it. Uh, he busts out the taillight with the tricycle handlebars. Yeah, that was good. That was pretty great. Uh, Becky's pretty good. I think she kind of like finds a new home. I I just can't. I love Tammy. We all know that. I love Tammy, but I just can't give a about the epic storyline. It it it's like too sporadic. I feel like it, it wasn't in the last episode at all, like, and now we're just supposed to care again. And yeah, and like we thought that she was like being food deprived and then it turns out like she apparently is not like the <laughs> okay, foster never home is on the up and up like <laughs> yeah. it's it's a uh, I just can't make no. myself care no. about this storyline honestly I think we did this last episode but I think I have to give it to Luke like I think Luke is my nomination because hmm. Yeah, he if hangs all, in there. If, oh, if only because his girlfriend or his like interest was in his bed and was like, you know what? I can't do this. And he was like, here's the door. He literally like, <laughs> there's a scene of him holding the door open for him. Like, That's pretty impressive for a that is, 17 that is, year old kid. Yeah. All right. I can, I can get behind that. I would say Luke and honorable mention Becky. I just, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. we like Becky in this episode. Becky's good. Yep. Okay. Uh, episode rating. I think this is, I want to say that it's a little bit better than the last few we've watched. I want to give it like a strong six. I think it's still in the six realm, but a strong six. I don't know that I think it's better than last episode, but it's still in the six realm. I'm yeah. fine with the strong still, six. Like I enjoyed watching it. Yes. But if I don't watch it again for another 10 years, will I remember it? Nah. Probably not. Uh, but it's not, it's no mud bowl. It's no, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. It's not state. It's not state. Um, IMDB gave last episode an 8.5 and gave this one an 8.0. This is the lowest rated episode of the season on IMDB. Yes. All right. We're going strong six. Uh, Okay. That leaves us with the lesson of the episode. So what is the takeaway? What's the moral? What's the lesson that we can apply to our lives? How about uh, teamwork makes the dream work? (laughs) Who are you referring to? Uh, the East Illinois Lions. All right. You can't, you, if you, the more you have, and I think this is true. Um, I mean, you could go pretty macro with this idea that, uh, you know, the, uh, the more you work together, the more you try to understand each other and come together, you, you know, 
united we stand, you know, <laughs> uh, to understand each other. There's, uh, I think there's a beauty in that. And the, the more that there, the more that there's infighting, the, the worse off you're going to be mm-hmm. as a society, whether it be at a community level, a state level, a country level or a global level. I, I think there's a lot of truth to that. Uh, and I'm not saying we all have to agree, but I think we all have to understand each other. And I think that that's where we're uh, currently as a nation struggling. And that's why, you know, I, I've said it on the podcast before and I'll say it again. Uh, big reason why I live in South Dakota is because I'm constantly surrounded by people who in general disagree with me. So I'm constantly pretty much like either forced to reconsider my beliefs, think about why I believe what I believe, or in the very least, look at somebody who disagrees with me as a human being and find those like common grounds. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm constantly having to, in the very least, look at somebody who disagrees with me as human and that I think is so important. So I think mm-hmm. uh, looking into the end of this episode when the team is kind of looking in disarray, even though they still have a perfect record, we've got Luke and, and Vince arguing. And I think that the lesson of that is even in differences, even in being kind of effed over in yourself, uh, Unity. <laughs> Unity. Preach it. Teamwork makes the dream work. Teamwork. Uh, I'm going to say if you want to win a beauty pageant, maybe don't bring along three strippers. But if yeah. you want to believe in yourself and have a good time, uh, go ahead and bring those strippers because mm-hmm. they're ride or die. But if you're a high school student and you don't have a car and you would like a Chrysler Sebring. <laughs> <laughs> right. Not strippers. I think that's, I think that's the thing is with these things, you get so uh, you get very micro with it. And I get very macro with it. I'm like, <laughs> yes. what, what can I take from this episode? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> teamwork, <Yeah>. unity, unity. <sighs> Hey, I think it's beautiful. That's I appreciate I think, it. I think we all need to... I saw this article on NPR the other day and I retweeted it and I was so upset about it because there's so many of these people who are leaving like California and coming to South Dakota, which is whatever. Right. Hey, you know, hope you're enjoying yourself. It's currently like seven degrees right now. <laughs> yes. Um. So hope you're hope you get used to that is currently 10 degrees feels like four. Um, so good luck with that. But I think that there's, I think there's a virtue in, I want to make, I think we should all be swing States. You know, I think there's a virtue in like uh, a sharing of ideas and not moving somewhere because people agree with you. I think there's a virtue in like being a political minority. Sure. And being like, hey, like, that's why like I love all my college friends that I, you know, like when I hang around with my college friends, I'm like, hey, we all are pretty much 
uh, very much on the different spectrum, but like we all love to party. <laughs> so like, right. let's just agree on that. And, and we yeah. can have those and we can have those discussions and we can be mature about it, but also like, you know, what are you going to do? You know? <laughs> right. Uh, unity and uh, unity with strippers. It's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. We all want the same things. Safety, security. Uh, we just disagree on how to get there. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Well, uh, we can all agree on one thing. Uh, we love Friday Night Lights, even when it's uh, just a strong six. Uh, still love Absolutely. the show. Still Absolutely. love talking about it. Still love the fact that you're all listening. Still love the fact that we have listeners in the West Indies. Shout out to them. And we love that we have listeners in Laos. Love that. Love that. uh, Hopefully, Niall is still listening to us in Wales. Shout out to you. Josh, I need you to check the stats and find out if we still have at least one listener in Wales because I'll look into that. Yeah. uh, Niall, we're worried that we pissed you off and (laughs) and we don't we don't extend this courtesy to just anybody. No, not at all. Niall, come on the show. Uh, if you are coming on the show, we're running out of time. Just a few episodes left. It's been good to talk Friday night lights with you again, Anthony, uh, to all our listeners out there. If you haven't done so already, uh, or if you want to do so again, reach out to us on Twitter at reliving lights. We'll shout you out. Well, I think that's all we got. Uh, Anthony, I hope your, uh, hangover prevention beverage does its job. Thank you. I hope that you have a nice uh, trip to Platt tomorrow. Give your best to my to your mother. Yes. Give my best to your mother. Um, I don't. I don't think I mentioned this, but I will at the end of this show. That Angie and I tomorrow we have special. We have tickets to the State Theater mm-hmm. uh, to a special one time screening of the uh, the American classic American Pie. Oh with gosh. it gets better one time screening and thomas ian nicholas will be in attendance uh who's that he plays kevin in american pie uh his older brother is casey affleck what he's also okay, play- yeah 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 he's also playing a show at the thirsty duck later that we're probably going to go hit up to <laughs> What do you mean playing a show? Is he like a musician now? Yeah, he does music. Yeah, he's been doing music for like 20 years. That <laughs> also, is. So. That's wild. Rookie of the year. He's the rookie mm-hmm, of the year mm-hmm, guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kid and King, King, Kid and King Arthur's Court. Uh, so. Wow. That'll, Thomas that'll be heck Thomas C. and Nicholas come on the show. Uh, you'll have to update us on that next, uh, next week. Will do. Have a Absolutely. great time uh, wherever you're at. Have a great time, whatever you're doing. That's it for this episode of Reliving the Lights, a Friday Night Lights rewatch podcast. Let's touch God this time, boys. Let's touch God.